Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside a 93rd ranked prospect for this year's NHL 2020 entry draft, Artem Schlain. Artem, welcome to the podcast. Thank you again for coming on. Thanks for having me here again. And, um, you know, obviously, no circumstances. It's hard for everyone. And um, there's obviously time where you can find something to do. And I think that's the time for me, like, give an interview or something. Yeah, and I obviously uh, want to give people the exposure to, uh, you know, these prospects that they might not know too much of. Uh, I know with you, obviously, being down on the list, you know, not uh, in the top, uh, you know, list that people may look at, uh, I hope to, you know, unveil your background as best as possible, uh, you know, as I can do here with this interview. So I want to thank you again for coming on. It is a uh, true pleasure speaking to what could be a future NHL star. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I hope, you know, my dream comes true and I'll keep working hard for it, you know. Earlier on during this coronavirus pandemic, a lot of people indulged in Netflix. What did you do to keep yourself busy? Uh, you know, at first when everything got like kind of shut down, I didn't like believe at first that that's what we we're going to like have to go through and like quarantine for so much and stay in our houses and kind of stop, you know, skating, working out for like at least two weeks because of that. Uh, yeah, Minnesota was pretty strict about it. And like our school got shut down around uh, March 15th. So, uh, yeah, I stopped skating and like there's no access to the gym or anything. So first uh, week I, I just took it off, you know, didn't work out, did nothing around the house, just, like, enjoyed the time with my family. Uh, and then, you know, like, after a week or two, I realized, you know, that's how it's going to be for, for some time, and you have to start working, you know, and you start, you have to start to prepare for next season. And uh, so, yeah, I started doing, like, home workouts and go outside and uh, do stuff outside as much as I can. Uh and obviously that time, you know, time off, that quarantine time, some people say it's bad and like, there's uh, like it's a negative for them, but I don't think it's a negative uh, because I, uh, I had so much time to spend with my family and uh, around my friends. Yeah, it was awesome. So would you, so yeah, I mean, like, that's obviously important spending time with your family because with you, you're quite busy uh, hockey with hockey and you don't get that, uh, you know, exclusive time to spend with your family. So during this whole coronavirus pandemic, you know, the whole three, four month layoff that we had, it's good that you spent the majority of it, uh, you know, taking care of your body and as well as uh, seeing your family. Right, right. For sure. It's been, uh, there's a lot of, and there's like there's been like a big year for me at Shattuck my last year my senior year at Shattuck it was a kind of big season and I was like coming back to Shattuck was big for me because uh, I was coming back to like obviously finish the year with my peers and like uh, senior year now it's exciting but on the other side you know I was coming back for that national championship that we lost my junior year and I was coming back kind of like for a second chance you know and I had that, we had a great opportunity and a great team. It, it didn't go our way and all that uh, thing got shut down. But, you know, I don't regret it. I don't regret coming back. And it was awesome. But after everything got shut down, like you said, like taking care of your body and like uh, kind of rehabbing, I would say, uh, was a big part for me. With the NHL returning, has that brought normalcy into your life? Obviously, you know, summer hockey is kind of exciting because we never get that. 
like we get some little games and tournaments around but like there's not like never it, there was never a year when nhl came back in the summer so i guess it's a good thing for like the fans and everyone around and you can enjoy watching the games and uh same kind of like in that hockey routine you know and like obviously everything started like as the nhl started everything started opening up like rinks and gyms and stuff like that so uh i think we're going towards like uh like a good positive outcome. How big was the reopening of rinks for yourself? Uh, I yeah, it was it was huge. You know, not being able to skate for three months and then getting stepping on the ice is it's huge for every player. You know, but uh, like I said, I don't see it as a negative that the rinks be, uh, were closed because uh, you know during during the summer you have to uh, you know take some time off. That's what I do. I take like a month off in June off hockey so I can spend time with my family and take care of my body right so I did that but then you know there's another month of July where you couldn't skate uh so now I'm back skating and it's exciting you know I'm ready for the season has your perception of the coronavirus changed since March when you know the NHL shut down NBA mm -hmm. and every junior league obviously you know there's ups and downs of the virus and uh when like I said, the first when everything got shut down at first, I didn't really like take it as serious as it probably was, and I don't think anyone took it took it like as serious because we never had it in our lives, and it's like it's our first time. And uh, yeah, I still hung out with my friends for a little bit and didn't realize how like how uh, dangerous it was. But then later, after a week, I realized that uh, that it's a big problem and it's a pandemic and it's going to get just worse, you know, if we don't care uh, about ourselves and don't care about others. So, but now, you know, I'm starting to realize that this thing is just like, you know, one of the obstacles in our way, like every, in every person's life. So we have to just deal with it and obviously take safety precautions, but you know, uh, our life is like, it's going, you know, nothing, nothing. I don't think we, we should change anything except like, you know, social distancing, wearing a mask, but you know, we should start playing hockey, start sports and open everything up and just be safe, you know? For sure. And, you know, I think that this will only get better. Uh, cases will be on the low if people start to realize uh, the impact of the measures, uh, you know, why they are in place, uh, you know, why we are social distancing, why we are uh, required to wear a mask or face covering inside public areas. And it's very important uh, for people to adhere to those rules. You're right. Yeah, 100 percent. It's it's a big part, you know, and it translates to sports obviously we have to uh be safe you know in the locker room if we like getting dressed with anyone obviously like take those six feet and on the ice you know try to kind of uh avoid things that we're doing like spitting you know drinking from the same bottle obviously like we should take those out and i think it's a positive for everyone you know because we shouldn't be doing it in the, in the first place Getting into your story a bit here, uh, who was the biggest influence for you to start hockey? Uh, you know, everything starts with my family, obviously for hockey. And as uh, many people might not know, I actually started as figure skating at the age of five because uh, my mom liked it and she said I should try. And I was like, why not, you know? And I started 
and I've been there for six months and then I said I quit you know like I I couldn't do it because uh like I'm a different person I guess and I like more action rather than and I like team sports you know uh so I said I can't do it like I don't want to do it anymore I was not interested in it uh and then my dad said let's try hockey because I like the ice you know I like skating it's just it was not like my thing just to doing stuff without uh like without teammates or something like that just depending on yourself you know so my dad brought me into hockey it was like I was six years old and he got me some skates uh some pads a stick and I was I started skating and uh, I liked it a lot and figure skating at the end you know the story like as much as I didn't like it, it, I think it helped me a lot with my skating because kids were just getting on her, on their skates and I was already like skating for six months. Obviously it's different skates and a little, little bit of different environment and you have to, you know, look at the puck and you have to stick handle and stuff like that. We're not a shoot, but that's like, that's a bonus to it. So I'm really grateful to my mom bringing figure skating at the first place and to my dad to letting me get into hockey. So would you agree with the fact that with you starting figure skating at such an early age, you kind of had a leg up on everyone? Uh, yeah, I guess I knew how to skate at least a little bit, and it was not new for me. So the stuff that I had to get used to is like having a stick in my hands and seeing my teammates and stuff like that. But, you know, it's, it doesn't mean that if you have a leg up, it doesn't mean you're going to have that leg up because everyone grows up. And if you had a hard shot, you know, some people – catch up to you and it's not anymore your uh big quality you know so it's it's you know it's a up and down and you have to keep working on everything to put uh the next level growing up in russia did you get much exposure to the k to the nhl which is uh you know north america's top league or was it mainly the khl which is the mm -hmm. russian top league uh you know it's a little bit differently structured in russia than in the u.s so when you play youth hockey your youth organization and then the next organization is like juniors and then the pros it's all the same thing kind of it's the same uh same organization so they track your progress and obviously you can get traded in juniors at any time and go to another organization but it's not like you know there's an nhl team and they don't have kind of a junior team where they get their players so it's a little bit different so obviously when i youth hockey nobody really like tracks your progress or something like that it's just your parents watching you're having fun and you're enjoying the game but as, uh when i grew up and i was like 13 14 years old there's uh people in the arena like the amount of people increased and there's they're not just parents they're like scouts and uh other people in like the coaches and the pros and coaches and juniors and they're, they're they want you to succeed there because your next step is playing on their team. So yeah, I got a good exposure to like the junior team and Dynamo and then the pro team. But at 15 years, when I was 15, we decided that I should move to the US because there's more exposure to the NHL in the US and you have an opportunity and you can, uh, you have time for education and hockey. So that was a big step for me. Did you have a favorite uh, KHL or NHL team growing up? Uh, my favorite KHL team was Dynamo because I was playing in their organization. So obviously I was a big fan, you know, you, you play for that team and one day you have a chance to play on the pro team there. So yeah, it's a big thing. And uh, that was my favorite team for sure in KHL. 
NHL, uh, I liked the Red Wings when I was younger because the way they played, and I liked Tavo Datsuk a lot when I was younger. So then the way he played, and I tried to manage my game. Uh, but then as I got older, I kind of looked at, at it differently, like at the style of play. And obviously, you know, in 10 years, NHL changed a lot. So my I've been following uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning for the last six years. And be, I was a big fan of them uh, because the way they play and they play an offensive style. And I like how uh, they play together as a team and the players on the team are it's really exciting to watch them, but it's not like I want to play in the Lightning. It's just a team I like to watch, and that's why I call them my favorite team, you know, because uh, later in the draft, you know, whatever team selects, you have to play for them, and it's going to be your favorite team for the rest of your life. I got to say, the Tampa Bay Lightning are definitely one of the more exciting teams to watch uh, in the NHL because of their superstar power they have up front in their offense. Yeah, you're you're right. You know, uh, Point, Stamkos, Kucherov, you can keep going with the names. Victor Hedman on the blue line, Andrew Vasilevsky. Yeah, those guys are all, they know what they're doing and they're pros and they've been there for a while. So, yeah, you just dream about how you can be uh, one of them in the future, you know. Did you ever, well, I mean, you played in the Dynamo Minsk, I believe that's the team name, organization. You got the chance to go to a couple of the games then, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah, I played at Dynamo Moscow, which is the capital of Russia. And, yeah, obviously we went to some games and uh, watched the pros and had, like, sometimes we had a chance to go in the locker room and the guys would sign our jerseys. And, yeah, it was exciting being there. How long did it take for you to adjust to the North American style of hockey? Yeah, so... I moved to the U.S. when I was 15 years old, and I moved to uh, Florida, and I played for South Florida Hockey Academy. And uh, the coaches that started that was Ole Jokinen, who was a big star at Florida Panthers. So he was my head coach, and then Thomas Locone, he was the D uh, coach. So they started this whole program, and they had other uh, players there who were helping us, like skills and stuff like that, like Ed Javanovsky and then Sergei Krilokrasov. There's a lot of guys who would come on nice, you know, and you know, like, how big those guys were, and they're still skilled, and you learn from them. So it was a – I think it was the right move for me to go there to Florida. And we never, we would never play a Florida team, as people might think. We would always fly out, like, on Thursday or Friday, spend the weekend Boston, Detroit, or Chicago, or big hockey cities, Minnesota, Minneapolis and play those teams for like a showcase or something, three, four, five games, and then go back to Florida and start practicing and being school there. So, yeah, it's an interesting organization. And like, as uh, many people from Europe, they, you know, it's hard to adapt right away to NHL, like not NHL, to uh, North American style and the rink and the size of the ice sheet and stuff in the culture. So going there, I think it might be good for, everyone who wants to move to the U.S. So I really suggest doing that and it'll help you in the future for sure. Uh, and as of adapting, like you said, I think adapting to like the ice sheet is the biggest part because North American hockey is really fast. But you know, what I think is you have to bring your game and you don't have to change your game up to like the opponent or the coach, like the culture or the ice sheet. You just have to play like you play. And if you good enough at what you do, you'll be good enough everywhere. 
You mentioned that you had, uh, you know, talent alongside you to coach you, such as Ole Jokin and Ed Jovanovski. How were you able to use their tips uh, for your own game? Right. Um, yeah, Ole was, uh, he, he was a great mentor and a great coach. And what's more important is he's a great person off the ice and on the ice and on the bench. He would always suggest something, you know, some coaches would just yell at you and like quit kind of on you because you didn't understand something or something like that. But he would actually teach, teach you so you can produce more and develop. And he would care about your development more about than about the results. And I think it's a big part in youth hockey in North America. I think some people forget that development of players is a big part. So I think my next move, when I moved to Shattuck, that's the school that cares about the development too. And I think development is a huge part of um, North American players. You know, in other, uh, you know, just, or I guess in other troubles that you could have had moving from Russia to uh, North America to the States is actually learning a new language. Who helped you throughout that process? Right. Uh, you know, we had an English class in Russia when I was in school there. So obviously you learned a little bit there. But then as you move here, uh, I knew not a lot, but I knew a good amount of English when I moved to Florida in my first year. Uh, but I didn't have any Russians around me and my parents were still in Moscow and my brother was in Moscow still. So, you know, you kind of have to learn yourself because if you don't learn, you can't communicate and it affects your, it affects your school, your grades. Uh, your relationships with your friends, hockey, obviously, like it's big to communicate on the bench and on the ice and understand what the coach is asking from you. So, yeah, I had to learn and I learned by talking, by making friends and uh, finding new connections. Was there a player growing up who you wanted to model your game after? Uh, like I said, when I was little, I liked Pavel Datsuk a lot and he was my kind of role model. But, you know, uh, liking a player, and managing your game after a player, I think it's two different things. So for me, I think Pavel Datsuk is like my kind of player I like, and he's my favorite. But the player I manage my game after is Nicholas Baxter from, from the Washington Capitals. And I know that people might say they're a little bit similar to each other, but uh, Datsuk is more the creative guy and more kind of flashy, you know, can get a pass out of nowhere, make a pass make a move, something like that. As Baxter is not as flashy, and sometimes people forget about him because uh, sometimes if, like, he is in kind of Alex Ovechkin's shadow, you know? So I'm not the flashy guy on the ice, but uh, and like Baxter, I think I sh you should do your job to be successful and playing like 200 feet, uh, play, be reliable in the D zone, and it's big parts for me, and I find it, find him best at his job. With Backstrom, you know, he likes to dish the puck a lot. Would you agree with that adding? Like, would you say that, you know, dishing the puck is a part of your game? Well, obviously making plays is a big part for me, and I'm trying to be uh, – I try to be creative and make plays. Uh, but obviously, you know, when you have to shoot, you have to shoot. But when you have to make a pass, you have to make a pass, and that's how it is. Every kid dreams of being drafted to the CHL, to the NHL. Uh, what would it mean for you with all the hard work you've put in? Uh, you know, when I just started playing hockey, you know, like when every kid probably starts playing hockey, they have a dream. You know, I heard a lot of kids having a dream, like I want to play in the Olympics. I want to win a gold medal. 
Uh, I want to play a uh, world championship. Uh, I want to win a Stanley Cup. You know, my dream from day one when I started playing hockey was getting drafted, just getting drafted. And I didn't, didn't, I didn't even see anything after that, like playing on the team or stuff like that. Obviously, you have to make your way through after you get drafted. But my dream was to get drafted and still is. And I hope I accomplish that. And whenever I do that, I'm going to set my new goal. What skills do you bring to the team that drafts you? Uh, I think it's not – I think uh, on-ice character is a big part for me and on-ice and off-ice and being loud on the bench and helping out teammates in different ways. Uh, obviously, it comes with reliability, like I said, and making plays on the ice. But I think the big part is, like, my heart and my character that I bring to the team and to the players around me. And I think the big part is making other players better so they can make you better. So I really admire the fact of uh, being, you know, loud on the bench and being a good uh, role model for other players. You tore up prep school hockey with 78 points in 46 games with Chatuck St. Mary's. What led to that success? Uh, you know, my first year I moved to Shattuck to Minnesota. It was my first year. It was my junior year of high school. And um, I didn't know what team I'm going to make because we had tryouts two weeks before the season and coach assigned you to a team like you can make the U16 team and then I could I could have made the, prep, made the prep team or the U16 team, like I said. So, yeah, I made the prep team and there's uh, obviously better guys on the ice than me and there's nothing you can do about it because they have better skill. They, they might be a little bit older, faster, bigger, but it's part of hockey, you know. At any level, there'll be guys who are better than you, who are faster, but you have to bring your game and show the coach and earn your spot on the lineup. So that's what I tried to do. And uh, I figured it out my first year. And then second year coming back, I had to find a little dilemma. Should I go back and play prep school hockey or should I go play juniors in the USHL? And, or should I maybe go to the OHL and play uh, for Owen Sound who drafted me? And yeah, it was kind of a dilemma, but uh me and my family and my advisor, we sat around and we picked that going back to prep school hockey is better because this, uh, what I think makes you better and makes you play better is being confident and knowing that the coach trusts you and the teammates trust you and being kind of in your bubble, you know, like I call it being your bubble, like playing your game. Uh, you don't have to be afraid to making mistakes. And I thought prep school hockey is what I need. And it's going to give me better exposure before the NHL draft. And, you know, all those little things made up my decision by going back to Shattuck. And like you said, uh, I never regret this. It was one of the better decisions I've made in my life. During the season, did you get a sense that the boys bought into the coaching system? You know, obviously, like, uh, when the team gets together, it's like all new guys. And some guys I played with uh, my junior year, they came back and, we're all seniors, but there's obviously younger guys. Uh, and, you know, you can't judge them because we were in their shoes and you have to understand that and you have to take care of them and kind of like help them around, uh, show them stuff. So, yeah, that's what I did. And, you know, as soon as we realized that we're a team and we're, if we want to get it done at the end of the year, we have to stick together and play for one another. That's what we did. And, uh, I think playing at McPherson Cup in Toronto in uh, end of January uh, kind of put that stamp, you know, of us being a great team and uh, 
giving us an opportunity to getting it done at the end of the year. But obviously, uh, the coronavirus pandemic didn't let that happen. So yeah, moving on, you know. So you would say that, you know, Shattuck, your team had a lot of momentum rolling into the playoffs. Yeah, right. I would say that after Christmas, we were much better. And, you know, it doesn't only come from Ana's play and the skill of the team or like, do you have a good goalie or not? Do you have good D, good forward? It's not about that. It's more about the character of the players and understanding that uh, the guy right next to you is equal to you and you have to treat him the right way. And that's what we realized that playing for one another will get it done. Uh, if we do that, it'll get it done at the end of the year. So uh, we did that. And I think at the end of the year, we had all the momentum and we had a great opportunity to finish the season like we wanted. How did you hear about the season ending? Uh, the first, our school got shut down, but we thought it's going to be like for, you know, a week or two, and then it's going to get opened up and we can get back to skating. Uh, but then I saw a memo on Instagram uh, posted by USA Hockey saying that uh, nationals are going to get uh, canceled because of the pandemic. You know, at first I didn't. I didn't believe it was true. I thought it was going to get like uh, delayed a little bit, maybe like two weeks or something, and we're going to get back and uh, play for ourselves. But, you know, it never did, and it was really disappointing. And how are you going to use this time off to better prepare yourself for uh, your draft year and hopefully uh, for an NHL training camp? Uh, you know, the draft was supposed to be in June. And like I said, you know, if the team has momentum, it means the players have momentum. And if you win, people get recognized. So I think I had all that momentum going into the June's draft and uh, had kind of a good stock, if you can say that. But, you know, I got uh, delayed too. And now it's October 9, 10, I believe. But, you know, nobody played hockey from the time that everything got shut down till now. And some leagues might start early, but I don't think it's going to change anything. And using having this extra time to prepare yourself for the next year and just for the future and develop more was a big part for me. As I say, like, uh, my strength is not great, and I have to work on it. And for getting bigger and gaining weight, obviously for college hockey, it's a big part. And I was uh, taking time for that and working out a lot and putting, putting all my effort in to doing that. Shadok has produced many stars. A couple notables are Sidney Crosby, Jonathan Taves, Zach Parise, and Nate McKinnon. Is that a standard that is set by those players? You know, there's obviously, like I said, someone that is better. And that standard, it's not a – for me, it's not a standard. It's like the guys who put the effort in and became great. You know, it's not that they were superstars when they were born. You know, it's, it's all about the work you put in and your character uh, never to never quit. So those guys got in there, and Shattuck helped them a lot, you know. Shattuck is, uh, I think, the best program in North America to produce talent because, like I said, they care about development of the players uh, more than results. Obviously, results matter a lot, but, you know, they developed Sidney Cosby and McKinnon and Taze and Tweezy, and obviously other guys who might now not be as famous as they are, but they also play in the NHL, and they're, it's big names, you know. It's like Kyle Poso. You might not, like, recognize him as a star, but he's a player, too, and 
he put all his effort in and put the work in and Shattuck paid him back by uh, making him an NHL player. How are you able to remain focused and not let the draft rankings get to your head in which it affects your play? Uh, obviously, you know, uh, nobody's really, uh, really uh, talking about it before your year, your draft year. So it all started by me picking where I should go before last year. Should I stay in, at Shattuck and should I go to the USHL and stuff like that? What will give me more exposure? But like I said, that year was about development too and getting better and getting ready because like everything I do is my goal is to play in the NHL. So I thought Shattuck is going to be that opportunity and uh, I went there and I never regretted it. And I think uh, draft rankings, it's not, you know, the, the only draft rankings that can get in your head and kind of affect you is like when you get drafted and where you get drafted kind of. So that's important. Anything else, I don't take it as, oh, you know, I can get drafted there because that guy said something. You know, I don't care about that. You can't just brush it off in a way. Right, yeah. The only thing I care about is when someone's name appears on that board and says you got drafted. That's what means a lot for me. But anything else is kind of second, uh, second thing that I, like you said, brush it off and just keep going. You mentioned that you are playing college hockey this year. You did commit with uh, the University of Connecticut for their hockey program. What played into that decision? Uh, you know, I think as many people might not know, I was uh, actually first committed to Boston University. Then I had to change my commitment to University of Connecticut. Uh, I don't want to get into detail why that happened or something like that. But, you know, why I chose University of Connecticut is because I, I realized that, you know, it's not about how good the academics are. For example, you know, you can go to a great academic university and take the easiest classes, or you can go to the worst academic uh, university or college and get into the hardest classes possible and even it up, you know? So it's not about that. And hockey, you know, it, the history doesn't matter. What matters is how coaches and people care about you there. And do they trust you? Are you confident? So, you know, if I could shatter com me coming back for my senior year meant a lot because the coaches trusted me and I was confident playing there and people around me trusted me and I trusted them. And that's what makes a good team. And that what helps me helps others. So same thing here, you know, coaches trust me and I'm confident in myself and the guys around me are nice and they trust me. I trust them. So I think, uh, it's going to only benefit me, and that's what I chose University of Connecticut. And I'm excited for the season and excited to get things going here. Have you chosen a course that you will be studying at UConn? Uh, yeah, now I'm undecided as of now, but uh, I'm between sports management and business management because, you know, after hockey's over, you might play for, you know, have a 20-year career, 15 or 10 or even 5. But at the end, you know, you have to get uh, – something for yourself have a job or run something that you can profit from and it it doesn't just come from hockey you know obviously I want to connect my future with hockey even if uh being a player doesn't work out or if uh the career is over you know you have to do something so probably connect myself to a hockey team or being an advisor being a coach uh being a manager you know so I think business or sports management will help me in the future and that's why I'm deciding between those two 
Why did you choose to go to the NCAA route over the Ontario Hockey League route? You know, it's a big, uh, big kind of question for everyone. What route should I take when I'm younger? You know, what, where should I go? Because you can go to the CHL, like for me, uh, to the OHL, uh, to Owen Sound, or college route. And I think uh, every it's all about what you want to do and what's in your heart and how it's going to benefit you. So for, and everyone is different. I'm not saying that you should go to NCAA route or you should take the CHL route. Everyone is different and whatever benefits you the most, you should take that route. So for me, me and my family and my advisor, we sat and talked about it and uh, uh, we thought the NCAA route would benefit me more. So we took that path. You appeared in six games uh, this past season in the USHL with the Muskokan Lumberjacks. How did that team help with your development? You know, uh, that was my plan in the beginning of the year of playing some games with Muskegon and uh, maybe helping them in the playoffs and helping them at the end of the season uh, to get a run. But... Yeah, I appeared in six games, and it was a great opportunity for me to show all the people that are watching and to prove myself that I can play with bigger, stronger, faster guys. And, you know, when people say they think the USHL is so much better than prep hockey, I personally don't believe that because all it is is the guys are just bigger and faster and stronger. Uh, But you have to, like I said, you have to bring your game, and you have to stick to the way you play, and it'll make you benefit from it. So being in those games in the USHL helped me a lot to see kind of like what it is about and can I play there, can I not? So I think it was good for me. One of the special uh, tournaments that you had the opportunity to play in was the Halenka Gretzky Cup. You did don the Russian jersey. How honorable, how honorable is that for yourself? Well, for Halenka, I played for uh, United States because I'm dual citizenship. So I played there uh, and it was, you know, it was great. Uh, seeing where you act compared to the best players in the world and the best players kind of in your draft class and seeing where you at and getting experience, obviously, of, like, um, national team hockey. So it was great for me because my first year I didn't make the team. My After my first year in Florida, I went to the camp. I didn't make the team. I stopped the All-Star game, but didn't make the cut. And I was really disappointed, but, you know, I said it set a goal for myself to make the team next year so I came in ready and uh proved myself that I can do that and kind of met my goal so I was really happy about it and obviously playing that tournament is big for your exposure so it was a great experience and it was awesome did that give you a glimpse of how to make a future world junior team uh obviously you know playing for a national team when you're young helps you a lot be uh to show yourself to the coaches and the people and, you know, the, at USA Hockey. But it's not that you can't make it later. If you make it when you're younger, you can't make it when you're older. It's not about that. It's about year from year how you play and how you develop. And if you're good enough, you're obviously going to make the World Junior Team. It's just uh, who's better, you know. It comes, up, comes down to that. Last question here on the podcast. Do you have any advice for aspiring hockey players? Uh, you know, all I want to say is if you go to hockey, you know, start playing hockey and you don't like it at first, you should, you know, keep doing it and 
And at the end, you know, having fun at it is the most part, is the biggest part. And it was the biggest part for me. And I think it's a big part for every kid starting to play hockey. You have to have fun and enjoy the game. If you don't enjoy it, maybe it's not yours. Uh, but if you enjoy it, you have to stick with it. But obviously you're going to have obstacles around uh, when you're playing. Maybe some kid is going to be better than you and he's going to be on the first line. You're going to be on the second line or something like that. And maybe you'll play less than another kid. But it's all about the work and it's all about the final product. And your goal should be to get to playing in the best league possible, which is the NHL or playing pros. And until then, until that point, everything should be about hard work and having fun, you know, biggest two points. I like to thank 93rd ranked prospect Artem Schlain for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, Artem. Thank you. Appreciate it.